Hi, this is Derwin James, and you listen to the Chargers Podcast Network. What's up, guys? Chris Avery with you on a new episode of Chargers Weekly. And this is going to be a good one. We got a chance to catch up with Daniel Jeremiah. Of course, he's the Chargers radio analyst, but he's also the lead draft analyst for NFL Network. We talked to him about his experience on draft day, as well as all six members of the Chargers 2020 draft class. Always great catching up with DJ. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, very pleased to be joined by Daniel Jeremiah. Yes, he's the Chargers radio analyst, but he's also the lead draft analyst for NFL Network. And it was ESPN a couple of weeks ago, DJ. You did an amazing job. What was it like to do all of this remotely <laughs> and doing it with ESPN? It was, a, it was a really cool deal. Yeah, it was ended up being something that was really positive. You know, you didn't know how it was all going to come together because we're all in a unique situation that we're all home. And then you add into the fact that we're working with you know, different producers, different, uh, you know, different guys on the talent side. But the good news is, you know, we've all known each other. We've all been friends for a long time. So um, I was happy, you know, with the way it all came out with, you know, technically not having many glitches and uh, the teams were able to stay right on pace as we went through the draft. And it ended up being just a lot of fun. I, I think it was something that we all needed just to kind of uh, feel sports, you know, in some capacity, which we were able to do during the draft. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to see the GMs and coaches and kids and dogs and families. You know, it's not something you see every Thursday, Friday and Saturday each year during the draft. Yeah, no doubt. And Telesco, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think he has any interior decorating, but it's nicely done. I'm just going to put it to you that way. Tom, that is a very nice looking uh, spot he's got there. So very nicely done. Tom has some uh, good background and he selected number six overall, Justin Herbert. Justin's draft evaluation process you go senior bowl you have a great senior bowl the combine and then his, his pro day which you were at what was it about Justin's kind of uh, draft offseason that you think kind of propelled him into the top six well I, I don't know if you could have done it any better and that's just the stuff we saw on the field and the workouts you know and then the senior bowl what actually helped him even more was meeting with teams and they came away just impressed obviously how smart he was we knew he was going to be smart um, but the passion that he had for the game. And I think he's got kind of a little bit of that reserve persona when you're from the outside. And I think as people got to know him, they realized he's got a little more juice uh, to him than, than maybe you anticipated. So I think that helped him. And then when you watched him during the season, I thought you saw somebody that was just getting better and better as the year went along. Um, so everything kind of built up to that crescendo to get him to where he ended up in the draft. How do you think he's going to fit into this offense, DJ, with Shane Steichen as the offensive coordinator now permanently? Anthony Lynn obviously has some, some West Coast offense ties. And then you bring in a guy like Pep Hamilton to be your quarterback's coach. How do you think Justin's going to fit in with this group? I think he's going to be fine. You know, I, I think it's, it's a little bit naive for any of us to say, like, how does he fit into this offense? I don't know that we've seen this offense, right? I think it's a combination of some of the things we've seen in the past uh, with, you know, Phillip Rivers and that version of this Chargers offense. I think Anthony Lynn, Coach Lynn, what he's been around, go back to those Broncos teams, uh, you know, bringing in some of the, the wide zone game that you're going to see come over with Coach Campen coming over to coach the offensive line. And then you sprinkle in the mobility you have now with Tyrod Taylor, you know, starting at the beginning of the season, it looks like, uh, with Justin Herbert pushing him, it's going to allow you a lot more movement and some design quarterback run games. So, I think everything on, on paper looks like Justin Herbert's going to be a beautiful fit with what they want to do. 
But I'm excited just to see what this offense looks like, period, even if, if it's with Tyrod or, or with Justin Herbert, because I think it's going to be a little different than what Charger fans are used to. It definitely is. And, and you know, draft night, so I was doing all my prep work on, on Justin, getting ready for his press conference everything. I look up, Chargers back on the clock at number 23 overall, <laughs> and they get Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. This was a guy Coach Lynn really wanted on this football team. And now you have Joey Bosa, Darwin James, and Kenneth Murray is kind of the, the leaders on, on each unit of the defense. Yeah, I like the way you described it because really it's three levels, right? You want to have impact difference-making players at all three levels. And the cool thing about it is when you look at some of the things they can do on third down, you're going to have an opportunity where at times you're going to see, you know, Bosa kick inside. And then if you look down the middle of that defense for the Chargers, you could be going Bosa, Murray, Derwin James, you know, at different times, how you can align them in so many different ways. They're all versatile players. But just think about that athleticism to not only pressure the quarterback up the middle, but anything that goes to the sideline at different levels of the defense, having Kenneth Murray, who's, you know, who runs, you know, low four, five, high four, four, sprinting sideline to sideline, Derwin James with his four, four speed, uh, sprinting sideline to sideline. You can really, really uh, branch out from the middle of the field and cover a lot of grass with that group. So uh, it's going to be exciting to watch. And as good of a player as he is, I'm telling you, Chris, like this is not just a Charger thing, talking to their coaches. Everybody I talked to around the league said, best interview process we've ever had with a player. Like he was off the charts. So that leadership, that personality, you're going to feel Kenneth Murray on that defense. Yeah, and that was the big thing Coach Lynn said is like this was a guy that just was off the charts impressive at the combine and the interviews. And to to move up, to give up a second and a third rounder, it just shows you how much they value what Kenneth Murray can do on the football field, but also in in the locker room because you're going to need leaders like that to uh, kind of look at. And it may not be in, in year one or two, as Tom was saying, but uh, you look at projecting leadership, this is a guy who could do that for a long time. Yeah, and I don't want to put the comparison on him, but, I mean, if you follow the Chargers and their history, think about the leadership they've had at that position, um, the energy that, that a guy like Junior Seau brought. It's not just what you're saying with your words. It's with the way that you play with your hair on fire, uh, just playing like a, a, a maniac with passion, and I think Kenneth Murray plays that way. Um, so that's going to just – that's really going to feed into this defense. And I – you know, really, Derwin James, I would make the case, not only is he the best safety in the NFL, I think he brings the most energy, the most juice um, to his group. And now you get another guy that brings that. And then we know what uh, with, with, with Bosa and Ingram, what they can do up front. And hopefully you're going to see Jerry Tillery now uh, with a, a, a weird offseason, mind you, but a full offseason to train yeah. and get healthy and, and get out there and have an impact on this defense. I mean, like Drew Tranquil. Think about that when you're gonna when you're gonna be able to go. Nobody around the country knows about this kid, by the way. Uh, um, and that's coming. I mean, and that that's something that you know we see it every week watching these games. But nationally, people are gonna see how good Drew Tranquil is gonna be in this defense, and him and Kenneth Murray is gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting to see uh, what this defense is gonna look like come week one. All right, fourth round. I have to give you credit because you brought up some some great points about Joshua Kelly from UCLA. Uh, he obviously. He was the bell cow at UCLA, but at the senior bowl, he kind of showcased his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, some pass protection stuff. We talked to him about that, and he said, just because you weren't asked to do it doesn't mean you can't do it. Uh, what are the Chargers getting in Joshua Kelly, kind of a guy to, I don't want to say replace Melvin Gordon, but to really compliment Austin Eckler? Well, I think some of the things we talked about personality-wise uh, with Kenneth Murray, you see the same things uh, when you look at Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly's always got a smile on his face. 
talked to Chip Kelly about him. He said, look, uh, we were giving him so many carries. We had to give him a break. So that's why we didn't involve him and use him as much in the passing game. But he said, we did it every day in practice. He's actually really good at it. I said, coach, I was at the senior bowl. He was fantastic in the past game. Like, I know he can do these things. Uh, so he's going to get a chance to show off that side of his game. But then he just runs so hard and he's just so tough. So, um, you know, I, I think he's going to be a perfect fit. When you look at the collection of backs now that you have, uh, not only with Austin, but with Justin, and now you throw Josh in there, like that's uh, that's three guys you can all get out in the route, can all catch the ball. Uh, they're all tough. Um, so there, there's going to be a nice mix there uh, with the committee, I think, this this coming season. And we saw it early in the year last year, DJ, when, when Melvin wasn't there, uh, when Justin was healthy, him and Austin, yeah. they had some success running the football and catching the ball out of the backfield. If Justin can stay healthy, this kind of three-headed attack could be the way to go. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's what a lot of the league has gone to. You know, I, I'm just, I thought it was smart by Tom to get Austin locked in, you know, to get that contract done and, and, and really uh, know you can build around him in the future. But I think you're going to see a lot of opportunities for these guys to be on the field at the same time. You know, get two of those guys on the field and we saw it last year uh, be pretty successful especially early in the season and now you, you can roll Josh into that so um, it, it's going to be fun to see what Shane can do creatively now when you add what we talked about previously with a really you know mobile quarterback that you have to you know react to and, and account for on the back in case he pulls it and now you could be in a situation where Austin's lined up in the slot Josh is in the backfield and and do a lot of different things there as well as Justin mixing and doing his thing. All right, in the fifth round, we know about Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. You get another wide receiver in Joe Reed, someone who can kind of take the top off the defense, can really good in the kick return game and the special teams game. I talked to Bronco Mendenhall right after the he was selected, and he said this is a guy that really can do it all for us, kind of a Swiss Army knife type receiver. Uh, how do you see him kind of fitting into this offense potentially? Now, we talk about it on, on the on the Move of Six podcast with our buddy Bucky Brooks. We talk about, you know, kind of that wing back, right? That's kind of like that Debo Samuel role, somebody that you line up, get him fly sweeps, uh, somebody you could put in the backfield even and, and just get the ball in his hands for what he does after the catch. Obviously, his returnability speaks for itself. Um, so he's just a guy you just want to get the ball in his hands and then let him go. I, I know the time, and I think people look at the 40 time and think, oh, you know, take the top off the defense and, and a vertical stretch receiver. I think he's more of a run after the catch, get the ball in his hands and, and let him create and make some things happen. So that's a quarterback's best friend. When you can throw a five-yard pass, it ends up going 50, 60 yards. Like he gives you some of that ability. Sixth round, Alohi Gilman, another member of the Irish going on this defense. Now they have four guys from Notre Dame. Um, when you lose guys like Derek Watt and Adrian Phillips from a special team standpoint, I think Alohi can help in that regard. But also, uh, Brian Kelly was talking about just he was an inspirational leader in that locker room. Yeah. Just another guy to add to this secondary, DJ. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you kind of target that Adrian Phillips role. Um, you know, that's what he's got to, you know, try and go after when he gets a chance to get into camp and compete. Uh, that's the spot you're hoping to be where you can have an impact on third and fourth down. And this is somebody that I like better closer to the line of scrimmage. He, he plays bigger than his size. He's a really good tackler um, in, in that regard. So and he flies around. So to me, that's kind of his perfect role. He's going to find his niche kind of playing those sub packages and then out there covering kicks and again another guy energy you know I'm, I'm big on that and I think they did a nice job throughout this draft class getting guys that really bring a lot of energy and then finally KJ Hill in the seventh round a guy that, that was at the senior bowl the all-time receptions leader at Ohio State were you surprised that KJ Hill went in the seventh round 
Yeah, I mean, I would have thought he would have gone, you know, much earlier than that. But we just had so much depth in this class of quality players that would would kind of slip down the board. And uh, I mean, you talk about, I would say probably the you know top three or four in the entire draft class. You're just talking about hands. Like he's got unbelievable hands, catches everything. Uh, you could make a highlight reel of just his one-handed catches at, at Ohio State. Tremendous value being able to get him where you did. And I think somebody that can, you know, hopefully Keenan Allen can kind of take him under his wing. Um, because he's somebody that, man, he's a really good route, phenomenal hands. And that's, you know, that's the, that's the standard, right? If you're, if you're coming in and you have that skill set that KJ Hill has, man, just follow around Keenan and, and mirror him and watch him and study him because uh, that's the type of receiver you want to become if you're KJ Hill, somebody that runs pristine routes and catches everything. DJ, final thing for you, because we didn't get to talk to you about the free agent class and how this class may kind of help bolster this team as they look to get back into the playoffs in 2020 you talk about guys like Brian Bulaga Trey Turner you get in a trade uh Linval Joseph Chris Harris Jr uh, what'd you make of some of the guys that they brought in well I thought it was I thought it was a really good haul and I think you get guys that not only kind of fill some needs but I think fit um you know you think about, about that defense and adding Chris Harris now, this defense needed to make more plays on the ball uh, and now you bring in somebody that's got outstanding ball skills uh, that can play inside, that can play outside. I think he's going to fit in beautifully. And quite honestly, it, I just hope we get a ch- training camp practices with him and Keenan, you know, oh, with their yeah. history, getting a chance <laughs> to watch those guys compete would be a lot of fun, selfishly speaking. But, uh, and then Limbaugh is somebody that can come in there when you're going to be playing a team like the Raiders that want to, you know, get in two backs and try and, and try and jam the ball down your throat. He's going to really come into play. Uh, with what he can do. And then you get the two new pieces you mentioned on the offensive line that are veterans um, that have been through a lot of battles. And uh, I I think when you look at those guys being able to hopefully groom and mentor some of the young talent that you have on that offensive line, uh, the biggest challenge really in this kind of unprecedented time is for this offensive line to find a way to come together and gel. Um, That can be a little bit difficult with the, you know, with the lack of the off season, but I think you got some, some real smart, real tough, real productive veterans can't wait to see these guys on the grass man we're spoiled to have you and the Chargers family breaking down the draft class for us man uh hopefully you get some rest over the next couple of weeks no I, I appreciate you brother I, I would just give you one bit of advice if I graduated from Northwestern uh I'm putting that thing on the top shelf so that I don't get cut <laughs> off by half the body there I mean that's something to be proud of don't hide it I feel like you're trying to scoot over and hide that Northwestern I'm trying to get I'm just that. trying to get Sully, trying to get Sullivan yes. and, uh, a little more uh, camera that is a good looking. That is a good looking dog. You are easily the second uh, prettiest face I'm looking at right now. I can tell you that. <laughs> DJ, appreciate it, brother. See you, buddy. All right, that's going to do it for us. A big thanks to DJ for joining me. And of course, thanks to you guys for listening. Now, if you didn't get a chance, we had a two-night virtual event, Meet the 2020 Draft Class, with Jim Hill and myself and all six rookies. If you didn't see it, we're going to have the podcast version later on Friday for you to listen to both part one and part two. So be on the lookout for that. Have a great weekend. And until next time, I'm Chris Hayreed.